I'm coming to show the Australian people how the game is really played. For the first time on Australian Survivor, they will be playing with a member of their own family. Playing Survivor with your spouse is a very dangerous idea. But the good thing is if one of us wins, we both win. As brothers playing in the game, we've got this bond that's unbreakable. I love my sister so much, but out here, you're going to have to take out your loved one at some stage. If she gets voted out, it's going to rip my heart too. Australia's going to set the big man for us. Survivor has always been an individual game. But this season, it's all about to change. secret weapon. My baby girl Nina, y'all better look out because I taught her well. Will blood prove to be thicker than water? Or will the deepest bonds be broken? Hello everybody and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. Uh, it, it has been, we were just talking about this. It has been an insanely busy week. I am joined today by my good friend, the one, the only alpaca loving. Well, he's not the only <laughs> alpaca loving will. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. You know, it's been a pretty hectic day. It's been crazy <laughs> over in Australia. <laughs> um, but yep. uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk some uh, Survivor. <laughs> lots, lots of stuff happening. I will say I got to get a lot of stuff out of the way first before we dive into the merge episodes that took place this week. There's only two of them, so mm -hmm. probably not going to be quite as long to talk about it as three episodes would be. But Abraham is on vacation somewhere. I don't think it's a vacation. I think it's more of a workcation. I just spoke mm. with him. He took some time out of his day to sit down with me. Uh, on his phone and like in a beautiful like park or whatever like he's out enjoying the sun uh, for like he joined for like 10 15 minutes it might might have been longer uh, but we kind of quickly just touched base on everything and he gave me his um not winner pick but he gave me people that he likes heading into season 42 so he won't be with me and will here and he also won't be in the cast assessment later but you will see his thoughts during the cast assessment uh pre-taped and then same here if you stick around to the end of the episode i've got 15 to 20 minutes of abraham uh that will be available and his thoughts about the merge episode and how it went down um and that will be Totally free. I know a lot of people might be looking at uh, confused about the new version uh, that we just the new subscription service that we just had come out. Join the tribe today. You can join on Spotify anchor. I think it's also available on Google and Apple podcasts. Uh, so join the tribe for 99 a month. You get exclusive content. Um, Will, I'm, I'm actually this is the first time Will's hearing this. I want I want you to be my co anchor if it interests you. You can say no, okay? It will be awkward on the podcast and everything. <laughs> it's like a marriage proposal. Like, if you if you aren't interested, say yes now and then just say no later. <laughs> uh, no, but I, one of the exclusive things that you're getting on that is pre-shows. 
about hour 30 30 minute hour long pre-shows where we just talk about what we can expect usually there's previews that come out so we'll kind of dive into the previews and everything see make predictions and all that will i would love for you to be my (laughs) co-analyst on the pre-show absolutely brother you know and it's not (laughs) gonna be one of those things where i'm going to say no later but absolutely you know (laughs) So, I love Survivor. I love talking. So, you know, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome. And then, and then with that coming up as well, the breakdown will, it looks like we're going to uh, do that right after the episode airs, much like we did uh, for our first season of season 41. So it should be around that time. But yes, there's a lot of confusion about that. What you're paying for is you're getting exclusive content. Like there's going to be some interviews that are locked. Um, there's going to be... Um, the pre-show is an exclusive to people who join on and, and everything and some other stuff, but nothing is changing here. I know that's a big thing is everyone always wonders, wow, am I going to start losing content? No, everything that you have been hearing will still be available. All the breakdowns, all that stuff. It's just some extra stuff like watch alongs, or if we get together and talk, like spend 30 minutes talking about, or an hour talking about Ozzy and, you know, Malcolm and players like that, Sari and really talking and just hanging out and talking about their game, extra stuff like that. So that's the best way that I can put it. You can tell by my rambling that I still haven't figured it out. It is a learning experience uh, for all of us. Um, And then also go check us out on all of our social medias on Twitter at Survivor Now Pod and Instagram at Survivor Now Podcast, along with our YouTube where you can catch Jury Villas, Ponderosa, and all these podcasts in video form. (sighs) (sighs) All right. I think we got through all that. See, you can definitely tell I didn't rehearse it. Oh, shoot. My knee's stuck. All right. Here we go. (laughs) My knee was stuck on my desk. So I had to get medical. I know, right? We are we are uh, out to an amazing start here. Blah. Um, I'm also winded because I just played basketball, people. So uh, oh, yeah. I am not that out of shape that like I sat down here for a podcast and I'm like, ooh, it's a lot to talk. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to be here two hours ago, but you know things happened and I got home really late. So yeah, things. Randy decided to play some basketball. <laughs> yeah, you know how else would you spend your time <laughs> and all that? All right, let's get into this. Uh, episode 13 the merge um just a few things before we get to the key element what everyone wants to talk about um i love survivor australia's breakdown of Mm -hmm. this is everything that's happened this season well am i just missing this is this something that normal survivor does too or is it just you know what i mean like before episode 13 they literally said ran us through pretty much the entire season um they normally do it only during the finale and in survivors past there there used to be a um an episode dedicated to just like past events that would normally lead into like the end game but recently i think just due to time constraints uh they haven't uh i know with like season 40 there's the edge of extinction uh yeah. season four and i feel like they've been trying to get as much gameplay and as much stuff as humanly possible in the chaotic tribal so they didn't really have time to do these huge recaps and I think we only really see him again at the final five at the finale to That's kind of get, right. go through everyone's games, but never I, at the start of merge. I was trying to remember that. I was like, <laughs> I know they've done it before, but I'm like, I don't remember them doing it for the merge. And that's, I just couldn't pinpoint what it was. And you said exactly. It's for the finale episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordy is also looking at the broad perspective of things. You know, he's very happy to be, um, 
on Australian Survivor. He's extremely lucky to be here. Um, so we get a cool moment there, but we'll just skip right over that. That's pretty much all that happens. And then we get right into the reward challenge. And I knew this is where they were merging instantly because they are carrying. This is the first thing I, I wrote down. Everyone is already holding their belongings. So I refuse oh, yeah. to believe that they were actually that surprised that they were merging because they have the fishing poles they have the comfort items they literally have everything so it leads it leads me i hate that you know parts of this is a little you know i don't i don't want to say scripted kind of hyped up and everything i hate i hate moments that you can tell they were told hey be shocked and stuff yeah. And this is one of them because they're literally holding all their items. Uh, Will, you had to know that they were merging here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think if at the very least they were expecting some form of deviation from just another challenge. Um, you know, there might have been a secret scene where Tremail had some crazy rhyme saying that there might have been a swap or a merge. But at final 13 or whatever final, final what this is, there, there's going to be a merge. And I think they were just expecting it. And there might have been something that happened that was just cut only to a huge oh oh my god we're merging Who thunk? <laughs> what Who what is, oh my I, god. what is this game what are we playing right now <laughs> is this survivor what? i thought this was big brother <laughs> what all right so we get right into um we get right into the reward challenge i also wrote down here mel gets a confessional so that's good to see we hear a lot from the twins this week uh, which actually yeah. ends up being very unfortunate, honestly. <laughs> but this reward challenge, Will, I want to get your opinion on what the reward was. $60,000 to the winner. Okay, Abraham, spoiler alert. I won't spoil everything Abraham says. He said it was the greatest reward ever in the history of Survivor. I, um, I didn't like it. I didn't, it didn't feel... I like the reward being food or an excursion or something like that. Like I didn't like, I just felt like this was kind of, mm -hmm. it, they were promoting a like betting company. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't like this at all. It's, it just felt weird. I mean, I con liked it. I know that for a fact, <laughs> but like, yeah. what do you think? What's your opinion on this reward? So I think it kind of makes sense in terms of Australian Survivor, because don't forget, the season's longer, the cast is bigger, and I feel like it makes sense to have a, a reward that's just money, especially top of merge. So I think if they ever did a reward like this, it, making it at the top of the merge makes sense, but it just feels very unsurvivor-like, you know? Yeah. Where at most you'd get a car, you know, or a bunch of food, comfort. Um, and, and I feel like at the same time, too, it kind of puts a huge target on your back because you get the stipend and then you get $60,000. And, you know, if I was kind of starting fresh a type of merge, I'd be like, you know what? This guy wants $60,000. He doesn't need to win. You know, we can just vote. Yeah, exactly. Now. Exactly. See, and I never mm -hmm. been a fan of the rewards that included like cars or, or mm -hmm. trucks or like, uh, you get this Mountain Dew. Like, it just feels very, like, ad-driven, which, I mean, oh, it's yeah. a way to make money, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, it feels so cheesy. Yeah. But it, it was the, the common challenge. I will go ahead and say that. It's the one we've seen. It's a Survivor Classic where you have the rope and you got to kind of slowly go back while, while balancing puzzle pieces and stuff. Con wins. And then I wrote, do we have a new challenge beast because Khan has been winning a lot of challenges. 
I mean, Khan, I feel like is built for Survivor. You know, I think when we think of a challenge beast, we think of like these huge muscle man gods like James. But I feel like Khan ha- is just built for Survivor. Um, and I think, you know, he was starting to win challenges. And I think, you know, spoiler alert, if he made it farther, <laughs> I think he would have definitely won a few challenges. He would have definitely probably made a deep run. Um but yeah, no, Khan has, I think Khan is just built physically for Survivor. Well, before, before you find out what happens in these two episodes, do you think it's better entering a merge to be a duo or a single? What side are you on? Man, it, it always depends with, um, it, it just, it, it always depends with the season. I know in the first Blood versus Water, they targeted um, duos a lot. And so in that scenario, being in with a duo is always, you know, target. But I feel like with this, it's very pro duo. Let's get the singles out. Let's get the wild cards out. And we saw that with the Mel vote. You know, we should vote out the people who don't really have an allegiance. And so with that, I think it would be a lot better to enter in as a duo. Again, it, but context is key. Um, in this scenario, I probably would have wanted a duo. Um, yeah, just I'm, same page. I, I would want to go in mm-hmm. as a duo. But at the same time, too, I see the argument of it puts a target on your back because having a number one is always scary, especially when it's well known to the entire cast. You know. Yeah, but I think it it, it also depends on who that like duo person is. I don't know. True. Me personally, like Mark and Sam, I've been saying if you are a couple or you're in a relationship that like that's a duo, that's dangerous. I am eyeing that as a couple instantly. Where someone like Josh and Jordan, who are just cousins. I might not be putting as much emphasis on that. Yeah. Same with like, if I entered in as, you know, if I entered in with my mom <laughs> and then my brother, I know they're both related, but I just feel like me and my mom would have a bigger targets on our back because you have that mother son connection and yeah. stuff like that. Your siblings have a rival rivalry. So, you know, if brother votes out a brother, you know, it's like, ah, oh, it's like a gotcha <laughs> moment. Without your mom, it becomes the next biggest moment in Survivor history. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, Randy voted out her mom? Stabbed, oh, my God. Stabbed his mom in the back. JLP's over there with some witty response <laughs> afterwards and everything. <laughs> I love JLP. Uh, he's so good. I never thought, Absolutely. I will say that, I started watching Australian Survivor, and I said, I don't think I'll ever like someone as much as Jeff Probst. But JLP's good. I like them both equally. Same, I, same. JLP is just the Australian Jeff Probst. <laughs> Exactly. It's literally perfect. And uh, yeah. no, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say you can kind of tell that JLP based his 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 personality off of Jeff Probst. Yeah, and you can see just a very Australian Probst. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. he definitely based how he acts, his mannerisms and stuff, even how he mm-hmm. dresses, maybe off Jeff. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's get back to camp. Everyone has their nice feast and everything, and everyone's loving life. Uh, really talking with one another, the brothers, Jordy and Jesse, which I feel we have been talking a lot about the past couple of weeks. Will they're feeling in a great position. They feel like no one, you know, everyone's underestimating them. Uh, they feel that most people are looking at Josh and Jordan as leading stuff when it's really them. And plus Jesse has his alliance coming in with Sam and Jordy's got the boys club alliance. They're in a great spot. And I oh, think, yeah. you know, me and Abraham said, or Abraham and I, sorry, Abraham and I said uh, in the cast assessment, we were like, these brothers can go far. And it's looking like they can. I'm, I'm, I'm still a little worried that they might get too far ahead of things. And then 
finally be looked at as a threat. But from what we see so far, that's that's not happening. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Jordy is my winner pick. I'm I'm sticking strong with that. The only other person I thought was going far was Nina, who got medevaced. So, you mm. know, I'm cautiously optimistic about Jordy here. I think he actually can win the game. The only problem is just arrogance. I feel like they're both young, they're brothers, and especially Jesse. I don't know why, but something's giving me vibes that they're going to be way over their heads. They're going to assume everything's perfect, and then one of them will get blindsided. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I have to congratulate you. You, I mean, it wasn't even close, but you officially won our winner pick showdown or whatever. Okay. You, what experts we are. None of ours made the merge except yours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm great. I get it. I have good picks. <laughs> hey, hey, don't get it. Don't turn into one of the brothers. All right. You're going a little <laughs> bit too. I'm going to vote you out. Okay. That's what's going to happen. All right. The twins are uh, painting the target on Shay, which is a common theme. Everyone's either paints the targets on Shay or the twins. That happens like 24 uh, seven. Sam proposes the idea to work with you know, you mentioned this earlier, all the duos work together to get out mm -hmm. kind of the singles and stuff, and then they could pick themselves off later. And then Jordy tells Sam about Mark's idol, but <laughs> Mark hasn't told her. Please, okay, Marcus, we all know I have a huge man crush on Mark. Will, walk Obviously. me through this. Yeah. This is a bad move by Mark not to tell Sam. I understand that he wants to keep it. I understand that's part of the game, but you run the risk of if she finds out, which she did, you're you're forming that mistrust between you mm -hmm. and your loved one. I think Mark is trying to balance the Boys Club Alliance with his relationship with Sam. And I don't think he realized how badly those two just clash with each other. And uh, I think he's trying to just, instead of confronting Sam and saying, hey, I have the idol, but for my game, I don't know if it's best for this. He's trying to appease everyone, which he can't do. And I think, uh, and I don't, I also think he didn't bank on the fact that someone would tell his loved one things about himself mm, because yeah. it is kind of risky going to Sam and saying, hey, Mark is doing this. It's kind of shady. Um because Sam could just go, Sam went to Mark and just said, Hey, you know, this is starting at their name. And so if they were able to come together better, that could have been bad for Jordy, you know, that could have been really bad. And he could have been the next one voted out because they would have been like, Oh, he's trying to start rumors and starting to cause a rift in this alliance that we started. Well, like, I just feel like this whole situation was messy. Will, like, honestly, Absolutely. from Sam was furious, which I mean, she has every right to be. I'd be furious if I'm out there with my loved one. And she, I mean, I think if you say you wouldn't be, you know, it's easy for us to sit on the couch and say, Sam, you're overreacting and stuff like no. that. But like, if you're out there, I'd be, I'd be upset. I'd be upset if my loved one didn't tell me. Um, I will say, I say this later when I'm talking to Abraham. We don't condone any of the hate that might have went to Sam and Mark this week about like their arguments and stuff. This is a game, people. Remember that? It's oh, a yeah. game. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> definitely support them, love them. Um, but then here's what I do have to say about Sam. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm really not trying to, to smack talk your game, but I kind of am. Uh, Sam is playing. Sam is playing this game right now with Mark, 
more like it's a honeymoon than an actual game for a million dollars in my mind. You just see it when they react, like when they get together and they're like, you can see it on Sam's face. She's all wide eyed and like <laughs> smiling ear to ear. Like that's her prince and you know, that's her knight in shining armor and stuff like that. And Mark yeah. is focused. Mark is really focused on winning this game. And I feel like Sam cares less about winning the game and more about, oh, I just want to play with my husband. Yeah, I feel like, I think we do hear from her later how she doesn't want to follow in her husband's footsteps and didn't want to play in the shadow. So but I she think she still did though. But she still did. So I think she's, I think it's just that, again, they can't play together. They're in a situation I don't think I've ever seen in Blood versus Water, except for the first BV Water season where Sierra voted at her mom, where two people cannot play together and have it work out for them both because of the positions they're in. Yeah. And I think Sam, you know, emotionally, she wants to play with Mark. And I know Mark, he doesn't show it, but he wants to play with Sam because, you know, they're together, they love each other. And that's, I get it. And I get why Sam is so emotional because it's so hard to backstab your, you know, your husband for a game or to throw him under the bus for your own benefit, which is something they have to do. You know, because again, they just cannot play together because yeah. of their standing. You know, no, it's it's it, it's a tough situation to navigate. If you're Mark, do you go with your wife and who he sh- or who she has with uh, Jesse, and then or do you go with the boys' club where they're in a great position right now with the boys' club, a wonderful position. One thing I've never uh, was so sure on why doesn't so Sam trusts Jesse. And uh, Jordy is a part of the boys club with Mark. Why don't they become a foursome? Why don't they pair up? I was also four? wondering that. Yeah, that that to me is the most logical explanation because it makes sense for everyone. It helps everyone and they become a core alliance and it, it's almost like an onion. You know, you mm-hmm. have one layer on one side and another layer and they can kind of like slowly go inwards. Are you going and- Shrek on me right now? <laughs> <laughs> Onions yeah. have layers. <laughs> All right. No, you make you make a great point. Um. So we also find out the true the new tribe name is Lava. It's boring. Not the worst name. It's not name. terrible. I've heard worse, but it's kind of boring. But I mean, Shay comes out with Lava looks like blood, runs like water, and I was like, <laughs> outstanding. What a <laughs> what a. I don't know. That's a great line. I like it. Um, the boys club is still going strong though. Mark wants to target Khan, which we will oh. get into right after the immunity challenge. Cause that's where, that's where the stuff happens. <laughs> that's where, <laughs> that's where the S H I T goes down. If you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but let's get to this immunity challenge. It's another classic. It's a bar and a bar and a bucket is what I said. There's a bucket above <laughs> your head. You have a bar that you're holding out. And if it gets too low, the, the water dumps on you and you're out. Classic uh, endurance. Yeah, exactly. And Khan, two seconds in, says, and I quote, this hurts so much, end quote. <laughs> two, like two seconds in. Uh, uh, JLP also, I and I quote, this is like some of JLP's lines just get me laughing up hysterically every single time. Uh, JLP, and I quote, David, juiced on this one. <laughs> Why? Why? What are we doing with this juicy Dave stuff? Like, and all that. And what do, what do you mean he's juiced on it? I don't want to know he's juiced on this. 
that's the best part about watching Australian Survivor is hearing all of, like the mannerisms that just, us as Americans just don't get. And it's funny because you know it's all the same language, it's all English. So, but just the the little catchphrases and their little expressions make no sense, and I love every second of it. He, JLP just like repeats people all the time. Too. Oh, my phone just fell down. He'll he'll be Good like, "Good job, Randy." I know, right? I'm a mess today. I really am. That's what the title Man. of this is. Randy's a mess. <laughs> um, but JLP, he also like it comes down between Jesse and KJ after Shan, who looked or Shan. <laughs> Shay, get your stuff together, man. After Shay um, basically loses concentration talking to KJ. But KJ's like, I'm trying to prove this to my, I'm trying to prove to my kids I can do this. And JLP's like, she's trying to prove to her kids she can do this. <laughs> can and like, she do it? Thank you, JLP. I just heard her. Thank you very much. Uh, but Jesse ends up winning immunity after KJ put up a very good battle. So let's KJ. go. Let's go back to camp. Mark still wants Khan, but Sam wants Shay. Will this is where stuff went down? Again, it's uh, it's like watching two trains for whatever reason on the same track running straight for each other, and as the audience, we we just have to watch it go down. And the crazy part is, I think they're both justified in the reasons. I think you know, um. Sam is, should vote for Shay. Shay is a worthy threat. Though I think part of it is just because since Ben's gone, uh, Shay is an easy uh, scapegoat. It's easy to throw all your blame onto one person. But even then, I still get the reason behind voting Shay, uh, voting Shan, Shay. But at the same time, Khan has been such a huge player. Uh, I know this season's editing has been a little wonky and there's been a lot of criticism, but Khan has been the one guy that we saw from the very beginning. And so he's a huge threat. And I get why they would want to vote out Khan. And like what I said with Sandra, I think like the first episode, you know, Khan is someone I thought would go at a very, uh, at a very uh, specific time. So a very eventful area is the top of merge. And it's just, a, it's interesting how these two are just having a breakdown because they both want what's best for their for both of their games. They both think they're justified, and it's it's crazy because that's what Survivor was all about, even from the first season of the first episode. I, I disagree with you on one thing, mm. and that I am very much on Mark's side here. Very much. Okay, so, like, I understand Sam is very smart by looking at it like she's at the bottom of this alliance, which she is. If she sticks with the boys club, she will get picked off at one point and Mark won't have anything to do about it. Um, but at the same time, Mark is making a good point. This this argument kind of gets a little ugly. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's back and forth. And Mark says, okay, we're, well, Sam goes on to say, like, we're playing two different games. And Mark is saying, well, my, na- my game's better and, like, stuff like that. And, like, it's very, very uncomfortable (laughs) television a little bit but at the same time like mark's making a point you know sam says we have to get out shay why i don't understand why no one wants to get out shay and you want to go for khan and mark says khan's a bigger threat which he's right shay doesn't have an idol shay has no friends khan has a lot of friends with an idol that's where i don't understand where sam's coming from i don't understand why you don't just get con out and which spoiler alert they do. But then she has a great proposition brought up to her the next episode that we're going to get into. 
that she oh, yeah. doesn't go with that. That <laughs> is the one that you take. That is the one that you go with. And I, I just, I don't really know. Sam, I think, is lost right now on what she wants to do. And I don't like the game she's playing. I think part of it is that Sam really wants to play her own game with Mark. And she, I don't think it's what Mark said. It's how he said it. And I think, um, you know, he, he does kind of shut her down in a way. Um, if anything, she, she felt like she couldn't, she was getting shut down, which on Mark's side, no matter what, if you're making someone you're trying to convince, feel like they're getting shut down, you're not really convincing them properly. Um, and it, it was kind of an uncomfortable time, but at the same time, I don't have any resentment because, you know, you're on an Island starving for, I think by this point, 30 days. And they're both, they both think they are playing the best game they're playing that they can play. And so they're both focused on winning the game. And I think, again, this, this vote is very pivotal. It determines, you know, how they would get to the end and, you know, their, their chances. And so I think they're both letting the games get to their heads and they're acting on just starving on an Island and, you know, wanting to win whatever the prize is. So I don't have any like reason. Like, I don't think, I just think it was, you know, two people arguing with, with each other, like humans do, you know? No, I got, I, I gotcha. Um, Khan also walks up during this and he's like, <laughs> is this a domestic? It kind of sounds like a domestic. And I wrote, I wish I could show you guys. Um, I wrote walk away with three exclamation marks and then in all caps, <laughs> Do not get involved. Con, let them talk it out. If I walk up and I see a, a couple fighting and arguing like they were, I'm not getting involved. I'm like, all right, I'll come back later. You guys do you. I think with in Con's case, though, the more they argue, the better it is for everyone else. Because if if one of because you know, blood versus water, uh, it, it, two people who know each other, if they're arguing with each other and clashing heads then that's the most that's the strongest bond that anyone could ever have going into survivor clashing with each other that's good for everyone else especially khan who's in the hot seat so i think khan was just also trying to just egg it on a little bit i don't think we heard him say that i don't think that might not have been his intention but at the end of the day if you egg them on <laughs> while they're arguing <laughs> you know that's good for your game as scummy as that might be yeah 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 uh, it's definitely the cracks in the scene i'll say that you know which is yeah. something you look for in survivor you look for all the cracks uh, that you kind of whittle, or I don't know what word I just used. Whittle. Whittle? W yeah, whittle. <laughs> Wiggled your way into and stuff like that. I just can't talk today. I've given up at this point. Um, all right, let's get to tribal. Um, all I said, all I have to say about tribal is I hate, hate, hate how JLP and Jeff lead the conversation. Yeah. I think I think that's my number one. I'm starting to think it's my number one pet peeve about Survivor. Is I mean. He is really talking to Khan. I understand we only see like, you know, six to 10 minutes of it and they talk for three hours. So like when you're actually at tribal, it's probably not just him talking to Khan for three hours. Oh, yeah. But what we see is the Khan stuff and it just makes it come out to be like, Khan, you sure you still got an idol, right? <laughs> I mean... Would you even think about playing it? Con, do you really trust the people you're with? And I hate it. Just ask generic questions. <clears throat> yeah. I actually think, excuse me, I actually think it would be better if they had no idea what was going on back at camp. I oh, really yeah. do. Because if, if, if you just let them ask, you know, generic questions about how the game's going, 
people will still slip up. People will still say stuff they shouldn't, but you're not targeting one person because they know, if you guys don't know, they literally ask them heading in the tribal council, who are you voting for tonight? And stuff can mm -hmm. change. They can still change their mind, but they have a good idea who's going to end up going home. Oh, yeah. And that's how they lead the discussion. And Will, it bothers me so much. It drives me crazy. That is a huge point that I don't think too many people bring up is how focused a lot of the questions. And we don't, we see, you know, only 10%. But, you know, if you go back to like, especially like Jeff Pope seasons, there's been a lot of times where hosts would say, so you have an idol. Can you really trust the people you're with? So let me tell you about that idol. You know, what do you think will happen if you don't play the idol tonight and you trust the wrong people? You know, it, it, yeah, if, if, if I'm that person, <laughs> I'm playing the idol. Yeah. Um, and that's something uh, I hate to go off topic, but Danny uh, from season 11 and season 40, uh, she said that she would never answer the host's questions because the host would, you know, and like producers would ask questions um, and people are able to infer different things from those questions. So Danny would always give like the whole hum. Oh, I love everyone kind of answers. So her game was smart. never genius. Yeah. She said that she beat the radar. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so and, you know, but I feel like people like Khan, they're, they're I think they're big personalities. And so they just kind of soak up a lot of screen time like a sponge. No offense. I love Khan, but, you know, he does get a lot of airtime. Yeah, he, he does. He does. But mm -hmm. his his uh, screen time comes to an end when he does get blindsided. He held on to that idol will too long and he goes home with it in his pocket. Is this the outcome you were expecting? Um, I mean, yes and no. I it's the outcome I expected, not the outcome I wanted. I wanted Khan to stay longer. I wanted him to make some big moves. But again, just going back to what I've been saying time and time again, people Khan was going to get voted out at such a big crucial moment, like the top of merge, um, just like Sandra at the start of swap. So not the it's not what I wanted. I wanted him to win or play that idol. But sadly, you know, we might see him in a future season. I would not be shocked to see him back. But I was just shocked that Sam and like the twins and everyone just went along with the plan. I'm shocked. And and we're going to get to that more in this episode when they really went along with the plan. Um, let's get into episode 14. Uh, we start off Sam and Mark start by talking it out. And I'm like, OK. They're going to make up. They're, they're good. They're great and everything, which we see. No, they're not. No. Um, <laughs> Mark is feeling great about the blind side. <laughs> Sam wants to play her own game and yep. the target is still on Shay. Why do you think the emphasis on Shay? I, I made Abraham apologize to Shay because <laughs> he's been saying all year. He doesn't, you know, I was there too. So I'm sorry, Shay can't put it all on him, but we were both saying, they keep saying Shay's a challenge beast and we're just not seeing it. Uh, but she is really good. Do you think that's the whole emphasis on Shay? Do you think it's warranted? Um, I, I don't think it's warranted, but I understand it. Um, I think again, when you're in, when you're on an Island, if everyone's targeting Shay, it doesn't matter what reason it's for. They're not targeting you. So, you know, I think people are just hyping Shay up as this huge threat. That way it's not on them. It doesn't matter if she didn't brush her teeth one time <laughs> or, you know, as long as Shay's the target, then everyone else feels safe. And so Shay, again, is just the scapegoat. It, well, it's never, never that easy, Will. Never, because then Jordy says, 
I'm not sitting here just to knock people off one by one and just go the boring route. I want to take out a big dog. I think Mark needs to go. And then he goes over and tells Josh about Mark's idol. Good move by your winner pick here or bad move? Because I thought it was a wonderful move. I thought it was great because, um, because you know, we heard that uh, Josh felt weird that Mark didn't tell the Alliance, the boys club, about this idol, but told Jordy. That's going to make him feel a certain way, especially when Jordy went up to him and said, hey, I'm giving you this information. So that means that they're going to be tighter and uh, Josh will lose trust in Mark. And it means Mark will lose his social capita and his rank will be lower in the boys club, which will set him up for a blindside later. So I thought it was a wonderful play as long as it's played out properly. Well, I, I think what really shocked me is Josh didn't take that information and go, yeah, we need to vote out Mark. He, he basically said we need to watch Mark. And, you know, I found out I can't really trust him now. But then he goes to Jordan and talks about getting out Jordy or one of the brothers, which is like, I thought this was the episode that the big dogs were going to turn on each other. I really did. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, I don't get... I don't get survived for editing sometimes because I feel like there's it's, but again, looking back, it's one of those things where we're expecting to, a big dog to go and then boom, here's what's really happening. But I thought that was very weird because again, someone's giving you information. Information is the most powerful tool to have in survivor. And so you're just burning a bridge, even though the bridge was trying to help you. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, it's, you know, we're not, we're not meant to get survivor. That's the, that's what's <laughs> amazing about the game is how complex it is and everything. Uh, oh, yeah. but I mean, yeah. Who do you think before I get into the rest of this episode, who do you think's in the best position in, in the boys club alliance? There's a lot of talk about this. Is it Mark? Is it the cousins? Is it the brothers? Who do you really think is on top and in the best position of, you know, controlling their game? I mean, honestly, I don't think, you know, besides Jordy, I don't know if there will be a boys club winner um, because I feel like there's a lot of cracks starting to form and people are looking at each other. It's a it's a spider web right now of who's targeting who. Uh, so I think people might believe they're in the best spot, but I don't think any of them are in a good spot. If I had to pick someone, though, probably just Jordy because I feel like he's a smart guy. Uh, but we don't hear much from Jordan or Josh, uh, especially not Jordan. So it could be them you know, playing under the radar, but again, David, I, David and Shay are starting to look really good. If it's not a boys club winner. Oh, <laughs> oh David, man. Oh, Chrissy's still there too. We haven't seen anything from Chrissy since, since Croc won it. I know. <laughs> I, I love Chrissy because she just, I don't know. I feel bad for saying this. She just kind of looks like insane in a way. Like she looks like someone that would like stab someone in Survivor with an actual knife. <laughs> it's them knife. eyes. It's them it, it eyes, the man. Eye. The... It is the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, it's, it's the like... eyes. I don't even know how she gets them that big. <laughs> but All she right. makes me laugh whenever I see her. <laughs> oh, and and the the like biting of the under lip. Mm -hmm. She does that all the time. It's like it's iconic. That's what I'm gonna remember her it. forever. I feel like she's not even really playing the game now though. Like even when they come talk to her later, she's just cooking. Oh, true. She's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Whatever. But at the same time, too, I feel like she was being a little too volatile after uh, Croc left. She was like, oh, you know, people backstabbed him and he died trying to defend them. So I think her taking a step back could be beneficial when the Boys Club Alliance does crack. When these major bonds do crack, people will go to Chrissy 
and say, hey, we need a number. We need you. So she could use she might be having that approach, but she could just be cooking. You know, <laughs> yeah, she might just be being the mom of the camp. <clears throat> well, let's get to this immunity challenge. Uh, it's a water weight puzzle, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. I know our friends at the Slain the Dragon podcast have been very mad that we have not been having puzzles. I've actually been happy. I disagree. I don't like puzzles. I really don't. Yeah. I think I think we need a balance. I think the problem was in Survivor, US Survivor, it's all puzzles. And then here, it's all physical. And I think people just really want a mixture of both because, you know, when there's no puzzles, we want, phys- or when there's no puzzles, we want puzzles, you know? Yeah. Survivor and when there's only can't. puzzles, only mm-hmm. puzzles, we want something else. Exactly. Uh, you just can't please Survivor fans. Never. I mean, we are, yeah, that's the one bad trait we have is we can never be pleased. Uh, but Sh- Shay plays smart and wins immunity. And what I mean by play smart is while you're putting this puzzle together, it's on like a balanced uh, beam almost. Mm-hmm. And you have to fill this bucket up um, with holes in the bottom of the bucket. And then there's this counterweight that's going down as the water's releasing. And if it gets too low, basically your water gets too low in the bucket. It hits that beam, knocking all your puzzle pieces over. And Shay was neck and neck with, I believe, Josh. It might have been Mel, actually, one of the twins. She was neck and neck with somebody. At, and I'm pretty sure it was Josh. And she decided... Instead of pushing it, she had four pieces left. Instead of pushing it, she went back and got more water. And then Josh ends yep. up losing his pieces or doesn't catch up or whatever. And Shay wins. And Shay proved Sam right. Sam was like, we don't vote her off. She's going to win immunity. And she could win a lot of immunities in, in a row, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So what was your opinion on Shay winning here? This was a must win for Shay. I mean, you know, we've hear we've heard how big of a how much of a challenge that she was. You know, she got two votes or so uh, last tribal. So I think you know it's a huge win for her. You know, she doesn't have the best social graces with people. She's a bit of an outsider. So her just being able to squeak by one more round, I think, is huge, and it's a victory in and of itself. Well, she's gonna have to win out, right? Pretty yeah, you know, probably. You know, I mean, and- we thought that Khan would play his idol immediately after getting it. And then he was able to hold on to it. We thought um, David would go right after his tribal, oh, and he's yeah. now in merge. So we we just never know with this game. Yeah, Shay needs to Shay's best opportunity is to wait until that boys club alliance breaks up, and then she can be a great number. And if she makes final three, um, oh yeah, I, I I was thinking about this. If she makes final three, she is in a really good position. I was looking at her stats, and I posted them on our Instagram page. She's found two idols. She didn't grab the first one, but she found an idol clue. She found another idol. She's won multiple individual immunity challenges. She's had a really great resume up to this point. Yep. She's won 14 challenges, both between tribe and immunity. Wow. That's that's everything. So it's like if if her tribe won reward and immunity, then, you know, that's one. But so, yeah, but 14 challenges. That's something to sneeze at. That's still that's yeah. still a lot. That's still a lot of challenges. Oh yeah. Um. So we get back. Sam is disappointed with the tribe that they did not go with her idea, which I kind of mentioned already. And yeah. Sam thinks Josh is the mastermind of the group. So we still get you know Jordy <laughs> and Jesse are still kind of lying low. Nobody sees it. Everyone kind of just oh, sees yeah. them as like the 
I don't want to say dumb. They kind of see him as like the, the happy-go-lucky. Yeah, exactly. Like the Fabios of the... Because they're definitely mushroom. not dumb. They're playing a fantastic oh, no. game right now. But you get what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Kind of like the, uh, yeah, the goofballs, like you said. The silly two guys. Like um, But then we get right back into Mark and Sam disagree again over who should go. Um, the target here is they want to split the votes. Six, four on the twins, six on Mel, four on Michelle. Sam doesn't like that she's really being told what to do. Um, and then Josh just straight straight up tells Mel when the twins are trying to talk to people, <laughs> it's one of you two tonight. Do you like this move? I respect the honesty. I always said that if it's me being voted out, just tell me. But it's also a terrible game move to tell. I think... I, I don't know. I don't know how good it works out because, as Mel said, you don't want to tell someone they're getting voted out just because, you know, they'll have room to maneuver and blow things up. And if Josh, if that would have backfired on Josh, that would have been <laughs> one of the dumbest moves of Survivor history. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, it would have. So I think, you know, I respect the honesty, but at the same time, it could have easily backfired. Easily. Well, I mean... We got to talk about the twins really put in the work here. Mostly Mel. Mel starts to show how great she is at like knowledge of this game and how, uh, how good she is. I think, cause I think she had an amazing proposition. I am oh, yeah. not, I am never a fan of male alliances, female alliances. I hate when a gender gets together and say, Hey, we need the band together to take out the other gender. I think it's terrible. Yeah. But this was a great, I mean, Mel basically says the numbers that we have right now, it's now or never. The girls have to band together to take out one of the guys. That's it. And she even says we don't want to stick together after this, but this is literally the only chance we have. And she brings up this great point. And then Sam's in the middle. What does Sam do? That's the question. Does she stick with her husband or does she go with the girls? I think she could have went with the girls here. And then still been with her husband. I really do. But at the same time, I feel like if Sam would have went behind her husband's back, it, it, Mark would be pissed. And I think she didn't want to have to explain anything to Mark. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I, think, I think Sam is just afraid of that confrontation with Mark after the fact. I don't think she'll tell him. It, it doesn't make sense for Sam to tell Mark, like, hey, we're voting out one of the guys. So I think... I think Sam, I don't think she would have ever went with Mel because I think she didn't want to have to confront Mark once again, having another argument, having another disagreement uh, over this game. Um, but I do, I do think it is a great proposition. I just think it was a little too late in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. But okay, explain this to me though. Cause this is the part that I don't understand. Why did Shay go with the plan why did chrissy go with the plan why did this is where i get angry about survivor and abraham tells me all the time randy it's different when you're sitting on the couch and then when you're actually there but i see too many times people are just which is why i love jordy's move to try to go after mark and he's like this is boring i don't want to just sit here and pick people off why are people so scared to do anything like the girls if they have any sense of knowledge about the game which i hope they do and and they're all smart so i don't understand what's their decision making is here mm -hmm. why just sit and follow the guys i mean you have to see that the guys are all together they're gonna pick you off this is the only time that you can really match them in numbers i guess you could probably i don't know if they have enough now to like 
tie them, but I no one's gonna go to rocks or anything. That like rarely happens. So like, what's the logical thinking here? Just oh, I'm just gonna stick with the guys and hope that they blow up instead of just picking us off one by one. I I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I I assume there's just a lot that we missed. I think you know we don't know every single connection. We don't know every single you know who's with what. So it could have been like one person from the guys' lines and Chrissy are super tight, but we just don't know because it doesn't really help the story. So that's why Chrissy went with the plan or that's why KJ went with the plan. It, I have no idea. <laughs> answer but, me, Will. I need an answer. <laughs> I think part of it though is that I don't know how, how well Mel or Michelle played before because we saw none, nothing from them. We no. didn't hear uh, Mel talk to the camera not a single time until the merge. And Michelle, we only saw once before the merge. So it could have been that they were just playing too loosely of a game. They're playing too under the radar and too passively. And now that they're named on the chopping block, now is when they want to start playing the game and make a big move. I think, you know, again, I feel like it was a little too little too late. You know, I pulled I just... up. I pulled up the graph that you sent us in our group chat. What was that graph of? Oh, that's the confession or the account. chart. OK, that's um, what I thought it was. Yeah, no, I saw that on the Survivor Australia Reddit, which was credited to a Twitter person. Um, when this gets uploaded, I'll I'll find the Twitter guy and put him in the comment or whatever. I'll post but, it for you guys as soon as we uh, upload this uh, podcast so you guys can see. Thank you for getting this, Will. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I, I just noticed looking at it, David has had he had 12 <laughs> confessionals in episode three. He had three in episode four, and he has not had one since. Yeah, per, juicy Dave, more like purple Dave, am I right? <laughs> Again, I've been I've been wanting to follow the Survivor Australia Reddit's and the forums and the Twitters just to like see what other fans are talking about because you know honestly I don't really trust the Facebook fans a whole lot. Yeah, I uh, know <laughs> they they don't really have the best opinions, and I'm not saying Reddit does, but I want to see like other differing opinions, and so I want and a lot of complaints I've heard is just about the editing, and I do kind of agree because. You know, with 24 people, it's already hard to give everyone a fair edit, especially. But when we haven't heard a single thing from Mel, not one. You can until, bring up her dad, her dad passing away on the anniversary. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mentioned that in the group chat. That is heartbreaking. If you, you guys know, didn't know, we'll tell them in case they didn't know. So I saw this Twitter post. Uh, I'm trying to find it now. And it's from this guy who said, so you see how Mel is crying heaps at the challenge? The editors didn't want you to know that her dad's birthday was on day 21 and her dad passed away or their dad passed away like three months before they went out to Survivor Australia. It's a very gut wrenching, very emotional uh, time for them. And we didn't hear them at all. You know, not us. And it, it's wild to me how we just never saw anything from them until now. Um, so I really I, I kind of hope it's just them. They didn't play the best game. Because they seem like super fans, so I think they were just trying to play under the radar. But I, again, the, just the editing kind of kills a like something about the season and something about just me enjoying Mel in particular. Well, just like you said, the plan just got put together a little too late. It was a little yep. too late for the edits too because <laughs> Mel goes home. I was mad. I was actually really furious. I'm not a big oh, twins yeah. person. Like I said, I sometimes fall victim to the edits i didn't like heather because heather wasn't really shown i didn't really like the twins i didn't really care so i sometimes do fall victim to the edits but i yeah. will say this literally angered me big oh, yeah. missed opportunity by the the ladies uh mel put together a great fight 
throwing Josh under the bu- the bus, and she made great arguments during tribal. Out, I don't think you could do a better tribal council than what Mel did. So there's an interesting point about tribal. Mel said, "If you uh, vote me out, the boys will run the game." Do you know what Josh said in response? If you vote me out, <clears throat> the boys the boys need to stick together. We have to vote out Mel so the boys can run the game. And they all voted out Mel anyways. It makes no sense. That's why I'm mad, Will. Like, the girls aren't it's thinking. I'm sorry if if any of you guys are listening to this. And I don't put this on either of the twins. Although, I don't know why Michelle put her vote on Jordy. And that was a little... <laughs> that was... <laughs> I, 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 I don't get that at all. But Chrissy, Sam, Shay. Am I missing anyone? No, I don't think so. Chrissy, Jordy, KD, KJ, Mark. KJ, I'm missing Michelle. KJ. So KJ, out of the girls, KJ, Shay, Sam, and Chrissy. Yeah. What are you guys doing? I And David, because I don't think David's really a part of the boys club. That's more like... Yeah, but I, I will say Jesse. for David, I could see that more. I could yeah. see like he is a guy and he probably hangs out with them a lot. So he's probably like, oh, I'm here with the guys as well. True, but I feel like he's a little older and just like more like, oh... You know, oh. I kind of, <laughs> it that, just, that's my line of thinking. <laughs> it just, it, 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 it angers me. And I think they, they missed a huge, huge opportunity here. And mm-hmm. I, going forward, I don't see any game for, for Michelle. I think Michelle is going to be one of the next two or three out. I maybe it's either that, or she makes like, she's a, a goat. Yeah. yeah. Either that she's a goat or she makes like fourth. Like we saw with Heather. Poor Heather. I like <laughs> Poor Heather. <laughs> all right so that pretty much covers everything any other things you want to say about these two episodes it was a salt another yeah. solid week uh it's only we only have two episodes moving forward sunday and mondays which is gonna help us out as we get into prime True. survivor 42 season and then i think Canadian big brother <laughs> yeah yeah and everything everything gets going and that and that's the thing too i i don't know i i've been thinking about this I don't know when the next season of Survivor Australia is going to be, but I kind of hope we get a short little like two week break. I'm not going to complain <laughs> if we don't because it's Survivor, but hopefully like, you know, season 42 doesn't end and we're getting right into Survivor Australia. Yeah. To be fair though, Survivor US is a lot more manageable because it's just one episode a week. So, yeah, you know. And that's what, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, we'll have the pre-show for you guys available on our exclusive content, join the tribe today for 99. The link will be uh, monthly. Uh, the link will be in the description. Uh, that's just for the pre-show. We're still going to have the post-show for you guys available, the post-show breakdown and everything, which will be a fun thing. We can really take a lot more time to talk about everything just because it's one episode, like you said. Uh, mm-hmm. But, Will, we are just one week away from Survivor 42. Before we get to the cast you know, assessment and everything, is there anything you want to say to kind of build people up for that? Um, I'm so excited. I've been telling people, you know, at my school, I'm like, y'all, y'all got to get ready for Survivor, baby. It's coming back this week, season 42. And the response is always, wait, 42? This 42? What? But um, I also saw a comment from someone. They basically said that Jonathan Young is never going to wear a shirt ever on Survivor 42. And looking at the, <laughs> looking at his page, I can see that. <laughs> Dude, if, I'm now nah, he's got to wear a shirt at least once. There's no way. Yeah, but he just looks like that kind of guy. That'd be that'd be incredible. 
<laughs> Anywho, I'm rooting for uh, good old Mike Turner. He just seems like a fun guy to be with. Uh, Mike Turner. He's like the <laughs> oldest guy in the field, isn't he? I always root for the oldest guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Will, again for joining me. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join join me. I know you've been extremely busy. Enjoy. You're going to watch Canadian Big Brother tonight, aren't you? Uh, probably. Probably. Do we get it here? Uh, I have no idea. I know we have the past few seasons on Paramount Plus. Um, but I, I, fun fact, I actually got into Big Brother first and then Survivor much, much later. So I'm more of a Big Brother guy than a Survivor I'm guy. Trying, but... I'm trying to get into Big Brother. I tried last season. I watched half the season. Oh, and and I didn't get season. bored of it. I just fell, I, I fell behind and could never catch up. It's not like I got bored of it. Yeah, I feel like it's best when you're watching the feeds and you have it like on the background while working on whatever else. Yeah. Um, but I, either way, I'm excited for all these new shows uh, for the rest of Survivor Australia, which has been an amazing season. Uh, Survivor 42, which, you know, I'm super excited for and I might get a buff. Um, and then Canadian Big Brother. So a whole lot with a lot uh. of homework. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're going to be a busy man. Everyone's going to be busy in their own way. Dylan's going to join me. Uh, the scheduling for Dylan hasn't been great for the Survivor Australian episodes and stuff. But Dylan will be a weekly guest back um, on when we get to Survivor US. He'll he'll be with me just like he was all last season. We'll of course have Will Abraham. Will be back in Texas from wherever he is right now. Uh, he said next week, so we'll, uh, Abraham will be joining us once more. Go check out um, Lauren Ashley, Lauren Ashley Beck's podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Abraham was a guest on there with Brad. It's um, Life After Borneo, I believe, is the name of the podcast. Or you can also look up the Lauren Ashley Beck show. Uh, I, I listened to the whole thing; it's about an hour long, and it's it's really good. It's a good. Uh, hey, Abraham even shouts out the podcast a little bit. So, and know, it has the two best people from Survivor 41 as well, exactly. Brad and Abraham, exactly. my two hey, favorite. We're still in, in talks to get Brad on here. Brad said he's oh, yeah. So yes, I'm so excited. We're going to wait till you can be on here with them. But thank you guys, everyone, for listening. And make sure to tune in uh, either late, late tonight or tomorrow morning for the cast assessment of Survivor Season 42. Have a great night, everybody. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast on a, like, glorious, sunny day. We got some nice music going on in the background and everything. Oh, we're, we're ready to go. Abraham, what, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down here in Somerville. I'm hanging out. It's just a nice little town. Uh, I'm, trying to do the, I'm trying to do the podcast, and I'm going to get a little away from this music so it doesn't drown <laughs> yours out. So, oh, I yeah. love this is if you are okay this is the week that if you're listening to the podcast and and you're not watching on youtube you need to go watch on youtube this is gorgeous yeah. it's, it, it's i should i should have done mine outside but i will go ahead and let you guys know abraham has been busy this week with podcasts i just listened to it the other day you got the privilege to go on with brad to uh lauren ashley beck's podcast life after borneo how was had a blast that? on it had a blast on it <laughs> Thanks for the thanks for the shout out and everything. By the way, it was fun. It was fun to listen to you and Brad. I still got to get Brad on the show with us sometime. Hey, we could get Brad on the show. Lori, Lori's not the only one that can get Brad or one of the cast members. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, it's uh, it's it's a great listen to. So go check that out, Abraham. You know when that where they can listen to it at? I know I saw. They it can listen to the. Uh, it's going to be on YouTube. It's on uh, Apple's platform. 
Uh, if you look up Lori Ashley Beck, you'll find her. It'll be out there. She's doing some amazing stuff right now, too. So it's a great opportunity to check her out as well. All right. Well, see, let, hey, look, yeah, both going to be in the same. Y'all doing the same stuff. You out there doing amazing things, too. Oh, thank you so much, man. I'm just, I literally, I can't tell you, Abraham, how gorgeous it is right there. <laughs> like the location you're at. This is like, it's better than my background. I was going to be at the wine bar, but it's, it's crowded. so <laughs> <laughs> Just sipping wine and everything. All right. Well, let's, let's get through this before Abraham has to log off okay. here. We also have Will uh, joining us a little bit later where we'll dive more into it. But let's just get right into things. The merge, Abraham. We've hit the merge. It's gotten to that point. You actually called it how you said you think the merge would be at 13 people. 13 people, we got the merge, and we have the onset of chaos. Oh, so it's just <laughs> it is breaking apart quick on there. It's 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 like literally insane. And I, I do want to get your before we go into like the key things and who gets voted off here and all that. And so I can get your opinions on that. I want to go into Khan wins the reward that happens right after the merge hit and no food this time. I mean, they still got a feast, Abraham. But $60,000 on the line for a reward challenge. What did you think about that? First of all, I said best, best, best challenge in Survivor history. Australia or New Zealand. Well, I mean, Australia or the U.S. Best Survivor. Except, except when they gave away a truck one time. Boston Rob won a truck. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, who wouldn't want to compete for $60,000? See, well, that's the thing. Do you think it once Con won it, did you feel like his game was in trouble? Because, I mean, now you have a player in the game. He doesn't need the money. He just got $60,000. So Nobody even – the only reason they keep calling Con out was Con. Con they say Con was a good player, but they all focused on Shea. Yeah. They're all focused on Shea, and they just wanted to get Con out. And Con really got too comfortable. He thought he could make it one more day. <laughs> I, I do have to say, Abraham, I think you owe Shay an apology on this whole she wasn't a challenge beast <laughs> because Shay is proving us wrong and she is beasting it up right now. First of all, Shay got bad editing because it looked like Shay <laughs> wasn't even in the game. But like the first five episodes, we were trying to figure out who she was. But now she's coming out. She would have won the challenge had not she broke her own um, attention. See, she was over there messing with KJ, broke her own attention. And, uh, but she is definitely a challenge beast. And we're going to see that not only in this episode, in the next episode. And it's, it's literally, she's starting to take control of her game. That's why I had her so high up on our power rankings. It's because Shay, like you said, the edit mm -hmm. hasn't been great. But Shay's starting to look really good. I, don't, I still don't know where she lies with everyone. But you mentioned it, how she... Shouldn't have lost that immunity challenge. She lost focus. KJ, KJ, oh. props, props to KJ. She put up a a big fight. But Jesse wins that immunity challenge, which it's another one of those challenges where you have to like hold the bucket over your head and not spill it on you. Uh, I was I was pulling for Juicy Dave during it. I'll tell you that. Man, Dave, Juicy Dave was out the picture. Uh, <laughs> KJ probably could have won, and she could have had five more minutes in her. But Shay definitely would have won that one hands down the challenge was hers because it's only a percentage of your body weight and hers wasn't that heavy but it's that angle you got to be at your body's in an awkward angle mm -hmm. and you could tell after about 45 minutes it was struggling for everybody but kudos to kj for just lasting outlasting everybody except for two people
Well, actually, just one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only one. It was, uh, she was emotional too. She just wanted to prove to her kids that she has it and she can put in the fight and everything. Uh, but let's get to the, the main attraction here for this first episode is Khan ends up going home. Uh, and he didn't play his idol. And I immediately said, Khan, you held on to it way too long way too long what what did you think about how this episode broke down you can talk about if there's uh, any talks in particular you want to talk about that broke down uh just how do you feel about Khan finally getting blindsided mark really led this vote but there was a really awkward argument between mark and sam about disagreeing well sam had her own agenda and she yeah. brought her agenda from her tribe so here's the thing about it is when you merge two tribes together now everybody got to figure out where their agendas lie in the new tribe. But the problem is you got loved ones. That, that's the wrinkle of this whole season is you come into play with your loved one who's been playing on their own with their own agenda. Khan, I just think, you know, he really got too comfortable and he ends up keeping the idol thinking that he had one more day and he didn't have one more day. He just ran out on it. Do, do, do you think that he, it even crossed his mind to play the idol? No. He, really? he, he's, like, he's like the Nasir of our season. <laughs> Had an idol, felt comfortable enough where, hey, I can get one more day. I'm not the target. And he kind of listened to everybody in Tribe. And the editing shows like Mel and Michelle, they're just going along with everything. Yeah. Because their name's not out there. And we're going to see how that backfires too. But at the end of the day, Khan got too comfortable. But on the other side of it, when you're going down that pathway, you kind of look at your achievements doing Survivor. He won two immunity challenges. He uh, had an idol. So he got a lot to hang his hat on. He's also the first juror, so he didn't go home. Mm -hmm. and, he go get, and he's going to get something to eat. <laughs> a lot to eat. If you haven't checked out, uh, go to our YouTube page. You can see the Jury Villa, fun little insights and everything. Basically Ponderosa for them. Before I move on and get your thoughts on the last episode we saw this week, Abraham, I do have to ask you, Mark and Sam, first off, we do not condone any uh, hatred towards Survivor <laughs> players. I felt very sad. Sam actually got a lot of hate this week for, you know, the arguing or whatever going between the two. And like, look, that's their own personal life. This is a game. They're allowed to play the game together. But I will say this. They did have that disagreement. So I wanted to get your opinion on things. I'm on Mark's side, especially when we get into, I don't know, episode 14 as well. But how Mark is saying, look, Khan's a threat. Shay is not. Like, we can get Shay out later down the road. Let's focus on Khan. And Sam just... I get what Sam's saying. She doesn't want to be told what to do. I totally get that. And I see where she's coming from. And as you said, she has her own game. But I'm kind of more on Mark's side here. I'm like, Sam, take one for the team. Let's get Khan out. And then you guys can focus on Shay. Well, the, the, the top six kind of noticed that Sam wasn't on board. And if you look at the vote, you can tell she wasn't on board. But you probably want to take a page out of Sandra and her daughter's vote. And Sandra's daughter said, hey, Nina was like, don't tell me. I don't even want to know. Just say, mm -hmm. if you vote her out, you vote her out. Sam, you'd understand that now her agenda may not be the priority, but here's what Sam got to keep in mind. Everybody gets voted out in Survivor. Yep. So eventually, Sam's going to have to go or Mark's going to have to go and somebody's going to vote him out. So you want to keep the numbers as long as you can. I think that Mark's game is going to suffer because he's not going to know when to cut loose with his own uh his own little group of immunities and stuff yep. like that. 
and Jesse is just a sieve of information. He, don't, he can't even keep a secret. Mm, okay. Uh, well, Mark didn't help himself out holding that idol away from Sam for 24 hours, too. That's what wasn't shown in the edit that Sam said Jordy told her 24 hours after the merge happened. Yeah, but again, that's Survivor. You're playing the game. And, and Mark is right. The more people that knows, because here's the thing about it is, that immunity idol is leverage. So if you tell Sam, guess what she's going to tell? Somebody that's in leagues with her so she can get somebody to stay with her because now you have an idol. And then the next person tells somebody, then you like, you like Khan. Everybody know you got an idol. <laughs> well, we, that's a, what do you do? <laughs> that's, what do you that's, do now? That's a good way to segue into uh, getting your thoughts on episode 14 is because just like Mark says, the more people who know, it's tougher you know, to hide it and everything. You can't really use that leverage. leverage. And Jordy goes and tells Josh. And he starts gunning for Mark. You don't, you don't get this. And here's the thing about it is Jordy was like, he talks all the time. So he didn't kind of believe it. He kind of like was like, uh, he's always talking, but here's the thing. And he said something that's so important to the game of survivor. He said, we have three other targets that we need to get out before we even have to worry about Mark. And that's the thing about it is it's a strategic game that every move that you think you want to make, why would you make it at this point? What's the point of making it here? If Mark went before Mel, what point would that make? Mm. So they're right. They're going to start eating each other before it's all over. Man, it's it. The big dogs are all coming for each other. And we <laughs> see that a lot. How how do you feel when Shay won immunity? I was like, let me tell you something. You go, I, I was girl. fired up. I was fired <laughs> up. I was like, one, she was on a chopping block. Two, I just like to see that fight. And here's the thing about it is, I don't know if it's the editing, but Shay has no awareness that they're coming for her at all. None. None. Until this, until this, the next episode where she says, oh, I think they're gunning for me. You think? <laughs> They've been gunning for you the entire game. But if Shay turns on Sam, she's, she's got her. They'll, they'll take <laughs> Sam out. We're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit because I think the girls had a huge miss opportunity here. Oh, I will say, man. Abraham, do you think that Shay, yeah. Sam is terrified about Shay going on this long immunity win like winning streak do you think she could do that she get hey look first of all she would have had three in a row had she not break broke her own concentration and they're forced to now start taking one of their own and voting them out and here's how the tribe gets turned on his head the person that you want to get votes out actually wins immunity now you're like well we didn't really have a second See, Mel and, Mel and Michelle. Yeah, are hit the twin. Hit the twin. Every time, every time this season that they need a second person, they need to split a vote or something like that, it goes to the twins. So, Abraham, you've been a fan of the twins all season long. Give me your opinion real fast uh, before we get into the actual vote out because Mel had an amazing proposition to the girls. An amazing, it made sense. Look, the guys outnumber us. This is our only chance to team up. And usually I'm not for male or female alliances. I usually don't like that. But at the same time, this is your only chance to get out one of the guys. And you just let that opportunity go by the wayside. Well, here's the a, here's a, here's a thing that he said it on the show. Male finally started playing the game of Survivor. She finally started playing the game of Survivor and one of, uh, I think it was uh, Jordan said, had you had that same fire, we probably would have kept you. Because right now, you kind of look like swing boats or teaming up with someone else just to ride in the middle 
long enough where everybody eats themselves. And now, wait a minute, one of the twins is in the third spot going for the million dollars or the half a million dollars. So you're like, how'd you get here? Oh, you didn't really do anything to get here. You kind of just <laughs> didn't do anything. And that's not, and she showed her gamesmanship. It was just too much, too little, too late. But I like the way she went out swimming. I don't. She did go out swinging. I don't think Michelle's got much of a game moving forward without her sister. It seemed like Mel was the better player. She said in her jury villa, she said her sister's going to hold it against her that she beat her because her sister's not the survivor fanatic she is. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes down. Uh, let me get your final thoughts here. I know your arm's got to be like, I've been there holding up a phone. Your arm's got to feel like it's about to fall off, Abraham. He's so fast. No, I got it properly on my leg. <laughs> Look, got a prop on my leg. I'm oh man, smart, smart. So, what do you think about you know you saw like the preview for next weekend? What's your prediction moving forward on Survivor Australia and the merge and everything? What do you expect to start happening here very soon? Well, let's go back to Con for a second because they did something in uh, their villa that we couldn't do in Ponderosa. We couldn't call a loved one once we got voted out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, he's calling who? Oh, his wife. I was like, no, he called. Talk. He called Amy. No, he called his wife. It was his when wife? Got, what? Yeah, he called his wife and told her uh, she, he's going to give her $10,000. No, that, and, that was Amy because Khan's gay, so he wouldn't have a wife. Oh, yeah, I it was Amy. Sister. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, Khan, yeah. I, I, I gave you the wrong shout out. But here's the thing. <laughs> they, for us, for U.S. Survivor, they took all our electronics. We didn't get our electronics until we landed back in L.A really so yeah so we couldn't call or talk to anyone well i i actually didn't know that like even in ponderosa <laughs> you don't get any like none of your electronics look so here's here's a peek behind the tent so what happens is we all arrive in la we all go through a couple more things we have to take care of before going to fiji and on the second day in a hotel they come around and take your phone all your electronics that have wi-fi and everything and they give you another phone once you get to fiji mm. But it's a, it's a programmable phone that you're allowed to call your loved ones for us for a week before we actually went to the pregame island. So when I was like, he was calling somebody. I was like, who was who he calling? <laughs> so no, the first time I touched my phone again was when I landed back in L.A. at lunch. Who was the, who's the first person you called? Do you remember? I called my wife to see what she was doing. Oh, okay. Hey, that's, that's the because, right answer, Abraham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the right so what they do is they reach out. Our loved ones know we're coming back. So it's just a matter of when you land back in the state. So Fiji is about a 10-hour flight. So about 10 hours later, I landed and let her know I landed safely. And I was going to be in L.A. for another five hours waiting for my flight to go back to San Antonio. 